Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom. And thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests always sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Ventures, which is a new venture studio and fund that I'm a part of here. And we're looking for the most exciting and promising technology entrepreneurs in Orange County, and we'll provide them with all the support they need around capital, coaching, collisions with the great talent here, and connecting them into this rich community If you are one of those entrepreneurs or you know one, please send them my way or you can visit us at OC4V.com. I am excited to have a really, really long-time resident and business leader in our community here, Dan Heinfeld, here today. And before we get to hear from him and his innovative work in the architecture community here in Orange County and nationally, and a lot of the awards that he and his firm have received. Let me tell you first a little bit about Dan. He's currently the president of LPA, which is a leading national architecture firm, and he's been there for over 30 years, and he currently leads their design and sustainability initiatives on top of leading the company, and he's currently also employing over 400 people between California and Texas, and he may have other uh, locations as well where people are stationed, but I'll, I'll let him share more on that. Uh, he's also born and bred and grown as an architect. So he uh, has been doing it. And I always find that as you dig deeper into why people have become architects, I, I find there there's a consistency there in that lasting impact opportunity that, that they can bring by helping to construct things that that's tend to last well beyond them. California is not nearly as old as other parts of the country, but I think uh, there are a lot of architectural advances that are coming from California. I'll let Dan speak to that as well. He has been a leader in this area of energy efficiency and sustainability, and they have one of the largest portfolios of LEED certified projects in the United States, and not surprisingly have gotten a tremendous number of awards for that work as well. And he was also the recipient of the 2018 President's Award from the American Institute of Architects here in Orange County and has done a tremendous amount here with local architecture. So I'll I'll certainly ask him about his favorite projects here that he's been a part of. Also clearly leads by example with his innovative spirit. And I tend to focus here on the show, for those of you that uh, have been listening, I talk a lot about software and technology, but it touches everything. And so part of what Dan and I will talk about today is where technology has really infiltrated the architecture world. And I'm sure there are a number of areas where I haven't even fully thought through or can appreciate where it has. And so we'll talk about that today as well. He's definitely an example of what I'll call a triple threat type of leader here in our community in that he's been innovating in his business. We were just talking off the air about one of the philanthropic organizations that he's a part of here, and I'm sure that's one of uh, many. Really is you know thoughtful about Orange County as a community that can continue to be better and better connected. 
uh, a number of the other companies that I've had on the show or are the innovators in our community like Acorns and Cloud Verga and Ready for Dawn and others over in University Research Park are his neighbors. So uh, one of the things I'm going to definitely ask him is how he chose that location there to be part of their office. So, Dan, thank you for joining me today and and for being part of this Accelerate OC community. Yeah, really glad to be here, Kerry, and uh, thank you for that very nice introduction. I, I'd like to have that afterwards for my obit. So. <laughs> I'm happy to. Uh, we'll, we'll send you the clip. <laughs> so let's get to the starting line. So tell the audience a little bit. I, I you know introduced LPA, but tell us about LPA and, and your history. With the company. Yeah, as you said, um, I've been very fortunate. I, I moved to Orange County in 1976, and very shortly after that, I joined LPA. I'd like to tell everybody that when I graduated from college, I did a lot of research and knew that Orange County was posed for mm-hmm. growth and all mm-hmm. those sort of things. That would be absolutely not true. <laughs> I just got lucky, and I, I ended up here uh, and joined LPA very shortly after that. And one of the things I think that's unique about Orange County and what we can talk about a little bit. It's just kind of the history of mm-hmm. design and planning here. And, you know, the Irvine Ranch and yes. Santa Margarita and those places, I mean, have large planning projects unlike any other in the country. That's right. Yeah, that I mean, really, even in the world, right? right I mean, I think exactly. it's influenced. Yes. And, and really poised not only uh, for architectural growth, but business community growth. And, you know, if you really think about Orange County and how it's really different and why it looks different. I, mm-hmm. I always say this, the, the crummiest looking street in Irvine would be the best looking street in LA. That's right. You know, and that's because of this planning idea that went mm-hmm. on in the sixties here. Mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of foundation really set this county up to be a really great place to live, work and play. That's right. And so, uh, I felt very fortunate to end up here and, uh, with my company. So it's been uh, kind of an amazing ride and it, I'm really excited about what the next chapters might be in that. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll have some time to talk about some of those ideas here in a bit. I, I, I was just laughing to myself thinking one of the first trips I ever made down the 405 when I came to the Orange County, L.A. border and got to Orange County, it just felt different. It felt it yeah, felt you know, more uh, comfortable. Yeah, that's it interesting. More you say inviting. that most people can't really put their fingers on it, but mm-hmm. there is something that's different, you know. And I think yes. I think it really just relates to the idea that you know it's about open space, you mm-hmm. know, thirty foot setbacks on streets, sure. you know, landscaping, all those things that mm-hmm. people might not be able to tell you what that is, but they understand there's something different about that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I laughingly have called it elbow room when we first yeah. first moved down here, and and I've been here fifteen years, and we said just feels like a little more elbow room here. And I think um, despite the fact that I'm in a high-density area, relatively speaking, here in Orange County, as far as where we live, it still feels like we've got a, a, a little bit of uh, a little bit a little of space, space, which is, yeah, yeah. right. And, and I think that that means a lot. And certainly somebody who understands that and the power of that far better than I do is is you and in, in the work that, that you, you do. So tell us a little bit about, you know, I talked about, you know, leading the way around areas like energy efficiency and sustainability and in design, what, what prompted you to really embrace that early on? I, you know, I, I think from all that I saw and, and in talking to uh, folks around your organization, you know, you were doing this before it was cool. So what, what really inspired you to that? Well, I think um, there were kind of two fundamental things that were about it. One is that it was just really a good business practice, right? You know, um, 
if I can save energy for my clients, you know, they might have money to spend on other things. Mm. Our philosophy has always been that it doesn't have to cost more money to do that. You just have to make it part of the building's DNA. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually started on that journey a long, long time ago in 2004. We made the criteria that every one of our projects would be 25% better than Title 24. Wow. Title 24 is the energy code here in California. And not all states have energy codes. Mm -hmm. California started theirs in 1976 or seven. Been at it a really long time. Mm -hmm. And because of that, in our state, we use energy very efficiently, you know, similar mm -hmm. to like Sweden mm -hmm. in terms of that. So it's just a really good business practice for us. The other thing that we found is that when we were solving problems, we inherently did better architecture. Hmm. So instead of chasing fashion, mm -hmm. we were solving problems. You know, and I, I always think back and I talk with our company a lot about this. You know, you, you can think of some really awful styles of architecture like mm -hmm. postmodern. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I heard someone the other day where they were sort of saying, we're, we're really not proud of those buildings we did in the 90s, you know? <laughs> well, we don't have to say that because we were looking at the world a little differently hmm. in terms of that. So inherently, if you are solving those problems and your building knows where the sun is and responding accordingly, you're going to just create a much more interesting project. It's going to be timeless. It's going to have long value. And one of the things you talked about uh, earlier was in reality, any sustainable future really needs to talk about buildings that last for decades. Mm -hmm and 50 and 100 years, mm -hmm. not for 10 and 15. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create those kinds of buildings, you know, that people will love and use and remodel over and over again. That's where we can really make a difference. And that's sort of been exciting. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were one of only 16 firms to meet the 2030 energy challenge for mm -hmm. the entire country. That's amazing. The only one in Orange County did it, the largest firm in the country, because we have made the connection uh, between energy efficiency and design excellence. That's about winning hearts and minds, right? Mm -hmm. When you do that, mm -hmm. it's, you know, two or three percent in energy doesn't get a lot of people excited, but a really great building does. That's and right. so that's how we've been able to integrate that into our business practice and made it sort of really part of the company's DNA. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mentioned it earlier. I really found it compelling that you moved your office. I believe you had to move it because everybody that's moved into that former Broadcom space had to move in there, but that you moved your office to this new, newish or re reimagined innovation area over by UC Irvine uh, in the former Broadcom campus. And a number of my other friends, as I was mentioning, have company offices over in that area. What was it that led you to set up shop over there? Number one, it's really a good, we did the buildings originally for Broadcom. Mm -hmm. So that's one of our criteria. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, it's exactly what I just talked about. That's a project that's been renovated mm -hmm. and sort of given a new purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the kinds of spaces that were being created over there, it really made, I think, a very connected kind of community yes. of buildings and mm -hmm. a campus that's kind of like none other in mm -hmm. the county. So mm -hmm. uh, it gave my company an opportunity for my people to really have meetings outdoors, mm -hmm. you know, in these mm -hmm. a variety of spaces. There's a conference center there. There's all of the rich amenities that make my people really work better. Because today, mm -hmm. we're all competing literally for the same talent pool. Mm -hmm. And you can offer some things, but people are really interested in the environment that they're living mm -hmm. in. Because in a lot of today is really work is social. It was just sort of a natural for us to move there. when And, and we kind of knew it was going to be a special place. But we're discovering things every day. And I think your other friends and tenants would tell you the same thing oh, they, about what's they going did. on there, right? Yeah, people, everybody so, I talk to loves it. 
And it gave us an opportunity to sort of rebrand our space that's mm-hmm. much more about what we are as a company. We had been in our old space for about 13 years, mm-hmm. and you can only sort of do remodels. And so we thought we needed a big change because mm-hmm. our work is so different than it was 13 years sure. ago. So everything now is based on collaboration, how I can get people together talking about things running into each other in the mm-hmm. hallways, you know, because mm-hmm. um, we're kind of unique in the architectural world in the fact that we have all of the disciplines in-house. Purposely, we did that because we don't feel you can be a really great sustainable architect without having mm-hmm. those people talking every day. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned one of the things about innovation earlier, and uh, they said that Thomas Jefferson wouldn't know much about our world, but he could come back and detail a brick building, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's probably not true anymore. Because of the advent of technology into architecture, mm-hmm. things like Revit, where we actually can build the building first before it gets built. I mean, we, so having mm-hmm. those engineers all working together on that same model mm-hmm. just inherently better, you know, and these collisions of ideas that can happen with mm-hmm. people when they're all in the same room. Really exciting sort of things that are going on. The other part of it is the research now that's happening with architecture that's available with softwares mm-hmm. and things. You can do so much more from an evidence-based design standpoint. So, you know, intuitively, we would have said a three-foot overhang would shade the window, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now we can absolutely Actually, tell yeah. that, mm-hmm. and it might be two-foot eight, mm-hmm. so it saves mm-hmm. material. So there's so many things like that that are going on right now that makes the design world really exciting and very, very different than it was even 10 years ago. How did you get a client to appreciate that level of detail because that is that's incredibly valuable as a provider to an an entrepreneur or a company who's going to make a big investment where you can either optimize the cost or even the experience because i feel like i mean to your point so much of this is about uh, experience whether it's customer experience or employee experience today that that is that is where technology is having such an effect on the digital side and i'm sure Well, user experience is like key, right? And so we try to make it really easy on our clients. All of these things don't have to happen because you need more money. My job is to understand the budget Mm -hmm. and find out a way to best apply that budget to the best advantage of that client. Mm -hmm. So we always say, look, to save money on energy isn't going to cost you anymore, Mm -hmm. right? To create a healthy indoor environment is not going to cost you anymore. To create a great user experience isn't going to cost you more. It's just going to be about how we do our value systems and how we make choices. Mm -hmm. So what's the issue, right? (laughs) What's the downside to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's where we we tend to go. And, And quite frankly, that's just our DNA. That's our job. Because one of the great things about being architecture, it's like literally one of the last custom things we do in this country. Mm-hmm. You could pick up the same set of plans and put it on another site. It'd be different. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that whole idea about that you're really crafting something mm-hmm. is inspiring. That's where I think you can really make a difference in people's lives and change lives. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And there's, there's something really uh, noble. I, I think, as I said, I think, I, I think every architect that I've, met has that sense of lasting impact and the ability to impact people's lives is at the core of what drives well, them to, to be one. Uh, luckily, we have a very diverse practice. We work with K-12, higher mm-hmm. ed, corporate. But when you see any user use their building and it starts to change their lives, I mean, that's kind of the thing that makes you want to get up in the morning mm-hmm. and do it again because there's, there's really nothing like it. You sort of alluded to engineers in your Team, have you seen over your your time a huge shift in the type of 
skills and the type of people that you have in your organization? Yeah, the technology level of, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people who are very critical of the millennials and, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, these people are so talented and <laughs> what they come out of school knowing mm-hmm. and their, their ability with software programs and things, you know, if you, if you guide them the right way and give them some great opportunities, uh, they can, they can really make your company that much better. And so mm-hmm. that, that skill level of the sort of intern coming right out of school, has dramatically changed uh, and for the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the kind of impacts in your business from a profit and loss, you know, margin standpoint because of technology? I think we can do more in the same amount of time. And, and so mm-hmm. therefore we're doing mm-hmm. better projects. Mm-hmm. And for us, that's where the sweet spot is. Revenue per person has increased. Mm-hmm. But we're also having to do things much faster now mm-hmm. than we used to mm-hmm. 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago because time is money. Sure. So when people come to us, you know, there's a definite schedule and we've got to get in on time or I'm paying penalties here mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's given us ability to do a lot more in less time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes it a little more hectic, but without those tools and those sort of creative people working that way, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really compelling. Uh, comment you made about it's one of the, the last things that is true craft uh, in a world where in in some cases we we look at the landscape across the country and think okay every every place looks the same with big box this and that right um and you know if you look at the most valuable companies in our economy now from a, a market value standpoint they tend to be software or technology companies so are are you seeing the future for your industry and saying the ones that sort of have and embrace technology the most are the likely winners in this? I think absolutely yeah. that that is the path, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And the more you embrace it, the better you'll be. And I, you know, that's that's just part of where our society is today. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's been something that I've really contemplated around a lot of the companies that are. I'll call it legacy companies in Orange County is there is this either the market's going to force you to reinvent yourself or they're going to render you obsolete. And, you know, it's been an amazing several decades for Orange County. You mentioned, you know, at at the outset when you got here, being lucky that you, you didn't necessarily know that the growth was just going to naturally happen. But there's just been amazing growth in the last 40, 50 years in this area. And, you know, I grew up, I, did, I don't think I share this. I grew up in a longstanding family business that my dad sold last summer. It was 146 years old. And we were in the same community for that entire time. And I remember telling him, just because we've been here for 100 years doesn't guarantee us 10 more. As I think about Orange County, I, I think people have seen, that have been here a while, have seen an amazing transformation. As you think about the planning and the architecture, do you think we're set up for the next several decades here? Yeah, I think, um, I think we could be, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very bullish on Orange County as a mm-hmm. place. Um, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of things going for us. We also have some sort of headwinds mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. all of us in the business community know as it relates to it. But th- there is an entrepreneurial spirit here. Yeah, it's always been here. Mm-hmm. And I think people have a way of sort of solving those because I, mm-hmm. th- one thing I think that's interesting about Orange County is people want to be successful here. Yes. Right? That's right. And so they're driven to be successful. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. find a way to make those changes because as you said, it'll either happen or the marketplace will tell that's you, right. you know, 
That's right. Um, I don't need you anymore. Uh, I'm lucky. I get that feedback every interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we kind of, you know, we, uh, boots on the grounds for us, basically, mm-hmm. essentially, because unlike a lot of businesses where I could go out and create a, a new widget or a new software mm-hmm. program, you know, I have to have a client who has a project who wants to hire me. That's right. right. That's so right. I have to show value. That's right. I got to show it every day. And you got to be relevant yeah, every day, exactly. right? So you, I mean, yeah. you, it's a great point that you, you, yeah. I mean, the introspection there is, I think not common that you have, that you're thinking about that all the time. You feel it, but yeah. But, and so I've, I've got to be exactly those things you said. I've got to be that for that particular client so that mm-hmm. they can hire me and that I can do a great job for them. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. And I think that's a, that's a great lesson for the folks here who either have been here or, or are presently successful. How do you, how do you create that accountability with, with somebody, if you're feeling like you're on the top of the world, that's about when you are that's likely to get knocked off. To that's, right. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, I think that's super, super helpful. So let's, let's go under the hood a little bit. You mentioned that you have worked across a number of different segments, you, you know, education, government, and that everyone can be positively impacted by a well designed environment and, and building. Is there an area that you think in the, mix of a community that has a, a bigger impact, you know, as you think about business structures versus government versus schools, are there, are the ones that you think have larger impact than others? Obviously, I think education is sort of like, has always been the great hope of the mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, really, if you think back, a good public education was the gift of America, yes. could change lives, mm-hmm. could change the trajectory mm-hmm. of families, generations. So, we find that doing that kind of work is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and uh, that that it's really positive um, and really important work, you know, mm-hmm. that we're doing classrooms where kids can succeed, that, uh, you know, this this there's a whole generation now, a whole different idea about thinking about education. You know, it isn't one mm-hmm. size fits mm-hmm. all. It's fine. And so that puts a lot of uh, pressure on the kinds of buildings that absolutely. are created for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's super inspiring uh, for us. But I wouldn't say it's any lesser than doing a really great corporate campus for a group of people that will change how they might work together mm-hmm. or the products that they do. You, you asked me about my favorite buildings. It's always the last one we did. Mm. So okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's a very recency of, effect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly. They're equally important, but I think the ones that we feel really, really good about are ones where we're going in places like the Samueli Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just had a hundred percent graduation rate. Mm-hmm. You know, Th- that's the kind of success stories that we want to emulate as a group and as a society over and over. Way that the different spaces work together, I'm sure, is also a factor, and that that has to be hard at times when you do one part of a community but not the rest of it. Well, you know, um, you always lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. That's right? So we feel that by, you know, sort of whether it's just one excursion or several, it's going to change the trajectory. So mm-hmm. talked about energy. Are there other factors as you think about buildings, materials? Um, and, you know, California, as you said, has had an energy policy for a long time. We've sort of led the, the world in many respects. How do you think about the, the future of design and bu- building? from other factors that we may not think about day to day. Energy is just one part of sustainability. Mm -hmm. So stormwater management, you know, Mm -hmm. what do we do with rain Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how do we keep it out of the ocean? 
you know, uh, how do we create um, habitable landscapes that mm-hmm. don't have to be irrigated, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you really think about sustainability, it is a cluster, and it's really mm-hmm. a synergy of an entire building complex and organization that needs to be really thought about. So I'm interested in doing buildings that use – that find ways to harvest water. I'm interested in mm-hmm. ways to find buildings that are net zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, carbon neutral. All of these sort of things are starting to come into play, and I think – you can kind of see that end of the road that buildings where we have a really big stock of net zero buildings. Mm-hmm. I think you also see that in the automotive industry that we're, we're going to sort of a carbon emission free mm-hmm. automotive. Mm-hmm. The one place that, um, the industry is starting to look at right now is embodied energy. The area, what it takes to create the products to build a building. Mm-hmm. We haven't really looked at that in, in a lot of depth, but now we're really starting to look at it. Mm-hmm. And so that's another really important uh, aspect mm-hmm. of it. And, and that'll just inherently start to change the industry and the building products we use and things like that. Um, in, in another positive way, the more sort of things you make influence your design process, the better the design is. Mm-hmm. So I always talk mm-hmm. about this, you know, that you really find people's creativity when you kind of put them in a box mm-hmm. so you can see That's where right. they can kind of push that envelope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more those kinds of things start to come in and affect our process, the better uh, design buildings will do. That's exciting to, to think about. One of the things I've, I've posited to, to some folks here is I think about Orange County as an ongoing innovation. I mean, you mentioned the entrepreneurial spirit, which I totally agree with. And we have some clusters of we have a tremendous amount of real estate and design and planning and architecture depth here in our community as you think about the future of of innovation how much do you think orange county could through better collisions and maybe it's even the work you're doing over by uc irvine start to think more holistically about what i'll call innovation in real estate technology or property technology or how we infiltrate uh, even more in, you know, a, a building's DNA and and operating system and, and leading some of that innovation here. Do you think that, that we have all the pieces to, to do that here in Orange County? Yeah, I, I really think we do because we have a very sophisticated real estate mm-hmm. industry here. That's right. So they could really start to help weigh in. I mean, a lot of times, just some really simple things like just fine-tuning your HVAC right. system, mm-hmm. making sure it's operating properly can yield you big benefits. And so I think I think that whole way that buildings are managed and a building might be occupied at 25% because the rest of the people are out, does that part of the building shut down? Can we mm-hmm. start to look at things mm-hmm. like that? So I think, I think there's a lot of things that Orange County could do with the real estate industry in terms of that and how we start to integrate that with building design and mm-hmm. operating properties could be really kind of exciting. And again, you know, there's a lot of smart people here, a lot of technology, a lot of innovation. And I think, I think in some ways Orange County will have to start to do that because we're going to have to find ways to create more jobs. That's here, right. You know? When it seems like those mashups, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's people in, in your world thinking about design and the front end of a, of a project and how that will impact on, on, on down the line with people who are maybe thinking more retrofit uh, after the fact, sort of like with the auto industry having aftermarket that maybe they're, you know, people going in and putting in 
sensors or other systems, maybe those start to get more designed in. And so it's along the same lines. You know, there's way more existing building stock. That's right. And that's where some amazing opportunities could mm-hmm. really and uh, sustainability needs scale. And yes. that's one place where it could Absolutely. be really huge in terms mm-hmm. of that, you know, that we could really start to look at some of these old buildings and really start to do things with them where they're not great from an energy standpoint, sure. not great from water use. Mm-hmm. And you could really make uh, some big headroads in, in sure. terms of sustainability with those. Well, and, that, and I think that, I mean, on the short term, probably has temporary job opportunities as you do retrofit. Right. But if you create the right environments, I mean, I, I, there are a couple malls around here that I drive by pretty regularly on the highway and i look over and go there's just no way in 2019 that can be the highest and best use of that that property that property and it can't be very energy efficient knowing it was built 50 plus years ago yes great opportunities for reuse and renovations of those and there's there's a lot of them throughout the country that's right and that's right and maybe they'll lead the way from here and maybe those become the new community centers that people can meet and engage in in yeah, that, ways. that's a really good point. Uh, the more and more you uh, hear and the more and more studies, we as a society like to connect. Yes. And we're looking for those places to connect. That's right. And um, that can be uh, that could be a really exciting sort of relook at those properties. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm curious, you, you've worked, I'm sure, with a number of entrepreneurs in doing design. Um, and how do you think about architecture is a way to help them tell their story or share their vision it's exactly what we should be doing is listening to what is their culture mm-hmm. what is their vision and doing a building that reflects that because that's authentic right that's right and, and that comes across in a space or in an organization in a culture and when we can sort of make sure that we're listening and hearing that and not necessarily giving them what they're asking for but what they need mm-hmm. in terms of that to help that you know, culture and mm-hmm. because the idea of a company having a history and being able to tell that story over and over to new people. And mm-hmm. that's that's a really important aspect of mm-hmm. any kind of placemaking. That's where we think we can help any entrepreneur, or any building or organization and truly understanding how they work, how they could work better. What's their story? What's mm-hmm. their culture about? And creating a space that really um, is a part of that is where we think we have a really important role to play. Yeah, that's, I, I, and I applaud you for uh, that perspective. I, I think the other thing, I, I've had the benefit of getting several of your recent publications. And I feel like you as a firm are showing your own culture and telling some great stories through that. And yeah. so appreciate you for doing your part to yeah, well, thanks. to really well, inspire and, and help tell those stories. And that, that sort of gets to my, my question about what, what do you think we, you've been here in Orange County for a while. What do you think we can do better as a community to, to share those stories? To share those stories? Well, number one, start sharing them, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I don't think right. we do a very good job of telling kind of the things that are going on here. Mm-hmm. The idea of, um, of a community, it's it's difficult here in Southern California because we all have so many things we can do, mm-hmm. right? You know, oh, our choices, our amazing. choices are amazing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of the stories that's we right. need to tell. That's right. <laughs> you know, but I think if you if you're doing something really meaningful, you can find people to be mm-hmm. a part of that and share in that with you. And I think maybe we just need to reach out to each other a little more to do that. Yeah, and find sort of challenge each other to elevate our thinking a little bit to you know seek it that we we have a greater opportunity to 
influence and impact the lives of of a lot of people. I mean, you know, a great, well-designed building can do that. Right. Um, a, a great, high-impact, purpose-driven company. I mean, it gave me great hope earlier this year when some senior, most leaders of companies on a global scale came out and said, hey, we need to actually think about more than just our shareholders. We need to think about the other constituents that we have. And as you think about our community, we've had an incredibly prosperous county, but not everybody prospers here. So how do we try to create more inclusion, which I think spaces often have an opportunity to do that? There's much more awareness of that. Yes. Um, And I think that awareness is being driven not only by people with the right kind of spirit, but I think it's also being driven by the fact that business leaders understand they have to do this. Mm -hmm. This -hmm. county's not really going to have much of a future if we don't find ways to be more inclusive, find Mm -hmm. ways to, you know, create housing that people can afford, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I I think there's much more interest in that, and uh, it's one of necessity and also uh, the right kind of mindedness. I mean, I've said on this show a couple times in in recent weeks that I feel like Orange County almost has this opportunity to be a laboratory for the world. We have such diversity of economy and socioeconomic capability and means and even just views as far as how people think about the world that, that, you know, if we can find the right places to have civil discourse and discussion, I feel like we can come up with really compelling solutions for here that also could get extended elsewhere. And I, I see some of those initiatives underway. I mean, the, the work being done in mental health and other areas here that are first in the world. Yeah. So what the county's doing with the mental right. health program mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, through their live well, I think I think it's the first in the country that's yeah. going to be doing that way. So I think that is very much a part of the Orange County entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. Maybe now some people are actually starting to focus that entrepreneurial spirit in other ways. You know? Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think the the can do and let's pull people together and you know appreciate folks like you coming out and and being willing to share your experience and and your capability and sort of a willingness to to get involved in the, the areas that you are and, and continue to, to influence. And uh, I appreciate you for you and your firm and, and the great design and great work that you've created here to make life uh, so enjoyable. And it's it's always amazing to me when people come here and go, this is an amazing place. It makes me appreciate it that much more for the privilege of being able to live here. Have fun showing people from other parts of the country around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because we have a lot to show. We do. Yeah. We do. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, Dan, one last thing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I could have continued this for another hour, I'm sure, but I, I always like to have my guests share uh, either word of wisdom or, or piece of advice. And so as you think about other business leaders here in Orange County, and, and you certainly know a number of them, but, you know, the people that are aspiring to to become the future business leaders, a lot of the folks that listen to Accelerate OC are, are what I would characterize as the high aspiration, high ambition future leaders, what what advice or key lesson would you love to share with them? I'd probably tell them to believe in this place. Mm. You know, there is so much really good infrastructure here to build on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about it earlier. There's lots of things that are, you know, can make you discouraged about it. But there is a sense of place here, mm-hmm. uh, an infrastructure to build on that, you know, if we got some of the things we've talked about today right, it could be really a special place. Oh, it is, it is a special place. Right now. For sure. So, That's yeah, right. Yeah. And and I think the, those of us 
like you and you and I are are compelled to say, let's let's make it. It's it's always going to be a good place. Let's make it great yeah. and continue to to keep it great. So, Dan, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for your words of wisdom and and frankly for your words of hope. I think that's a great reminder that it's easy to get maybe frustrated or discouraged at times, but we have so much to be grateful for here in Orange County. And thank you for sharing that. Welcome to the Accelerate OC family. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together. 